We are back with another Racepec Esports podcast today, Renault Ramifications. We have a look at Mexico and Plevs decides what he wants to do in the pit crew. I have a feeling he wants to be the lollipop guy. Welcome everybody to episode 5 of the Racebeck Esports Podcast. I'm your host Matt and I'm here as always with Plevs. How are you doing in this fine week, Plevs? Very well, thanks Matt. How about you? I am excellent. Uh, not a bad race in Japan, but I'm getting ready for Mexico, which could be quite dull. So, uh, yeah, not sure what to expect, but yeah. But could we'll go... Right. We'll go into Japan first, uh, Bottas taking a very nice win and what I think is one of his best drives, maybe of his career, uh, definitely of this season. Um, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think he drove, drove really well. Um, he was kind of, uh, I can't help but think he was gifted a little bit by the Ferraris at the start, um, but you know, you have to be on your game to... Um, make the most of your opponent's mistakes, and he, he he did that. He got a great start and drove around everyone and ran off with it basically. So, yeah, he has these weekends where he just shows up and can just is basically unbeatable. Um, but I think those races are kind of too infrequent, um, too um, far far between, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, so yeah, it was a good win for him. Yeah, it can be a little inconsistent. We have to remember that Hamilton is his teammate, of course. And you mentioned there the Ferraris gifting him a great start, and that's exactly what happened. I think Vettel flinched, and then everyone else flinched with him, and he Bottas mm. took full. Uh, he took full. Um, I've totally lost the words right <laughs> right words there. To full advantage, advantage is the word. To I was full advantage, for. yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and a lot of controversy over Vettel's start as well. I mean, uh, the loophole was that he he did jump, but he didn't go over the line, so he didn't trip that rule, and he actually was stopped when the lights went out, so he didn't trip the rule mm. where you uh, disqualify or you get a penalty if you're moving when the lights go out. So uh, he managed to avoid both of those, unlike Kimi the uh, couple of weekends before. Um, so, But it did hamper the start of his race, and then... We see Leclerc coming around through the S-Bends and taking out Verstappen, who was not very happy at all. No, he wasn't. Um, he's had some really bad luck at, off the off the starts, um, first couple of corners this year, Max. Yeah, he some of it has. has been his fault, but uh, not this time, unfortunately. He was just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I think Leclerc maybe misjudged that one. Um, to understeer he got from the cars in front and yeah just basically <laughs> couldn't turn enough and went straight into Max and and uh, yeah ruined Max's race and they, I think they retired the car didn't they it was too much floor damage yeah he tried but, to yeah, go on for a fair few laps after that but too much floor mm. damage in the end and he couldn't keep going but what did you think about Leclerc sort of sorry going against uh, Ferrari's team orders I guess to come in and replace that wing and he sort of kept going around and Hamilton's Ooh. getting debris in his face and uh oh that was yeah that was hairy 
Yeah, um, even even holding onto the mirror, doing one-handed. Um, it's it's not really a corner there, but he did he did go through one-handed trying to hold the mirror together. In the end, that went off and went over Hamilton's head as yeah. well. Yeah, look, I'm not quite sure um, like what what went on between Leclerc and his pit wall and his pit wall and the stewards as well. So um, there's like three-way communication there, I guess. And um, yeah, I was very surprised he didn't come in straight away to fix the damage because clearly there was a bit of that the end plate was just hanging off and you could see it was just going to go with enough yeah. force. Um, yeah, and it went down that um, kind of back straight before um, 130R. Um, That's it. Straight into Hamilton's cockpit, basically, and smashed his, smashed his wing mirror off. So it's very dangerous. Um, take... On a different day, that could have been a really, really bad and much, much bigger incident than than it was actually. I think it was quite, um, it was downplayed quite a bit um, in the end. Yeah, every but, time uh, I see, every time I see that type of stuff, I think of Felipe Massa with that bolt yeah. hitting his helmet and uh, that spring. Yeah, could have been the same. Yeah, spring. Sorry, not a bolt. But, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. If it's if it's little spring, like you know the. Uh, 10 centimetres long or however big it was can do that kind of damage than, you know, a whole front end plate of a wing <laughs> yeah, is going to exactly. cause some damage as well. So, yeah, that it could have been quite bad. But, um, yep, um, I think that could have been handled better by all three parties. So I don't know whether it was Leclerc saying, oh, no, the damage is okay, I can push on or whatever, and just being stubborn about it. If so, then I think they probably should have reprimanded in the yeah. race for that rather than let him finish. I'd like, you know, that's like super dangerous. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if it was pit, pit walls fault or the stewards didn't act quick enough. It's hard to Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a little difficult. And uh, sort of going back over the race now, there was a, a lot of weird things going on there. Like, uh, for instance, we go towards the end of the race and... Um, uh, the racing point crashes and mm. gets to keep his ninth spot. Well, it's higher now because of Renault. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit odd that um, he crashed there and then gets to keep his position. So I think it was Perez, not yeah, not Stroll. Perez. Yeah, it was Perez. Um, is that because the checkered flag was waved a lap early? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were lapped, I believe, um, and yeah, because of the the timing of the checkered flag being waved and yeah, yeah it's it just a bit of a weird loophole there but uh in terms of we saw verstappen get retired and then uh albon i thought he had his best race uh of his red bull career and we seem to keep saying that every week now uh alex albon yeah yeah yep yeah another strong race from him. he's definitely i think he's already outperformed Gasly's first half of the season in Red Bull, so yeah, I think, I think it's pretty safe for a second season there, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a bit—it was a bit of a strange race at the beginning and the end, especially. So, yep, the Japanese Grand Prix is always a good one, good watch usually. So yeah, no different. How did you go with qualifying and, and the race being on the same day? Uh, I actually missed qualifying because I hadn't planned. To watch it when it was on um well when when it got moved rather mm. from the saturday 
Um, so yeah, I wasn't able to watch it. Yeah, I, but, uh, I didn't get to watch it live either. Yeah, I, and I, yeah, I kind of only really got home when um, the race was gonna, kind of about to start. So yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, and you know, qualifying. Well, we saw qualifying was a bit hampered by um, a couple of crashes down on that last corner, including Kibitza, who mm. doesn't seem to be a happy chappy down at Williams. Um, it looks like their relationship's going to be fractured at the end, which is a little sad, but uh, yeah. Yeah, not happy. Uh, Kibitza and his sponsors, I don't think. And the latest <laughs> I've heard is that he's going to Haas and taking his sponsor with him, uh, Orlin, and it looks like he may be some sort of um, race development driver, some role they're making for him, but I think they just want the sponsorship. Yeah, okay. Which is uh, interesting because they heard that, so that is interesting. have a lot of blank space on their car at the moment because so, <laughs> uh, rich energy doesn't really exist. So yep, the, the biggest... Sorry. The meme that is rich energy... Yeah. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty nineteen it will be the rich energy house year. Um, so the biggest story, which is sort of broken uh, this morning, was uh, that Renault have been disqualified from the Japanese Grand Prix because Racing Point have uh, assembled a document, a dossier, I think they called it, uh, in which they've researched Renault's runnings and wanted them disqualified for using automatic brake bias, which of course you're not allowed to have. Uh, and Renault's steering wheels were confiscated after the race, an investigation was conducted, and today they've been disqualified from the Japanese Grand Prix. Uh, there's been no word of if there's gonna be anything more on that, but it's pretty serious, and Renault have a bit of a history of doing some pretty dodgy, uh, cheating things in the past, so, um, mm. Yeah, and it brings up a lot of questions. Um, what was your initial thoughts when you saw that they've been disqualified and that what Racing Point have accused them of was true? Um, yeah, well, I, I, I first heard that um, like when when they were accused of it, that they they denied it, didn't they? Is that what happened? They yeah, yeah, Renault came out and said, we're going to assemble our own dossier about how we're not cheating. So that didn't yeah, okay. go down so well. Yeah, I read that. I read the article briefly. It did say um, it said they weren't actually in breach of any technical regulations, and everything, everything like the innovation of what they were doing was actually all legal. But it did break the fundamental rule um, of F one that the cars must be driven unaided by the driver, um, which of course, if there's automatic brake bias, isn't isn't the case. Um, so. Yeah, it's 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 got to go, got to go down as cheating. Basically, um, it's pretty black and white. So yeah. every, everyone at the team is, um, maybe not everyone, but yeah, I think the whole team, even the drivers, have got to take some, some of blame and responsibility there. Um, like when when Ricardo was penalised for that overrev in Singapore, like I disagreed with their, the penalty they cop there because it's not it's not the driver's fault. Um, so I thought the disqualification um, passed there, but when when the, they break the rules knowingly and the drivers know about it as well, then they obviously matter altogether. They should all be punished, and I think. 
yeah. I think, to be honest, they got away, maybe not lightly, but it could have been a whole lot worse. Like if they, and and the thing thing that I haven't heard yet is how how long that they might have been doing this. Were they doing this for all the season or a few races or? Like, mm. do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could, a... have, they could have lost their whole points total. Worst case scenario, which um, would have been an absolute disaster. But it's already pretty disastrous for them, having been. It's a, uh, is this? A, I think it's the second or third time that they've been disqualified post race this season. Yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, and there's still a lot of water to go under this bridge, I think. And there's a lot of deflection already because now everyone's accusing Ferrari of cheating. Um, so now the, the sort of spotlight has, has switched away a mm. little bit. Not so much in Australia because Ricardo is an Australian driver, but elsewhere in the world, I think. Um, but it does break that fundamental rule of that you can't have assistance. And it makes me think like Hulkenberg and Ricardo would have had to have known, all right, this is breaking... Mm this fundamental rule i should be changing the brake bias myself uh yeah. and whether they questioned it and then renault's gone no 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 it's fine because of these all these reasons and then they believed him um i'd love to know that i'd love someone to ask hulkenberg and ricardo just straight out and maybe that'll happen this weekend you know, did you know yeah uh that this was breaking the rules or did you have concerns or did you raise those concerns or, or something to that effect because as a driver you're knowing you're not changing the brake bias and then it's doing it automatically. So something has to be going on, your, on in your head to think this doesn't seem right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And they're not, <laughs> it's not like they're rookies either. They're what, 29 and 32 mm. Hockenbergers, I think. So, you know, they're veterans of the sport. So, yeah, they would have known full well, I, I think, which is, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't think you can put too much blame on the drivers because, you know, they want, they want the most competitive car that to like that they can use in the yeah, race, and yeah. you know if their team's saying you know this this is all fine, like, you know it's it's okay, then I mean who are they to say or like you know yeah. question question yeah. that? But yeah, like I think I think the buck stops really with Cyril Abedal, and to be honest, he I think they're. He's overpromised and underdelivered this this season. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think they're massively underperformed compared to like the the game that they've been talking. <laughs> to be blunt, preseason, yeah, you know. To be yeah. blunt, I'm surprised he still has a job. Like, well, yeah, I, I was about I was about to say that um, it reminds me of a River Benny last last season when Ferrari basically had the best car but still lost both championships, and a River Benny basically was let go or well, fired or whatever. And then yeah. Bonotto got the job this year. But yeah, I think I think Abid will... I think his days are numbered. I think they need to move on and get someone... get someone else and go in a different direction because I think the... what happened at Japan with, with the brake bias thing, I think that's a massive sign of um, his desperation just as much as Renault's because he would have he would have been the one that would have signed off and said like, yeah, that's okay, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, rather than he he would have final say on stuff like that, like either yes or no, and he chose to chose to knowingly probably broke break the rules to gain advantage. Um, so yeah, he should be held accountable for that. So I I don't see him in that job for too much longer. No. Um. Yeah. 
and and this is yeah this is just one of many strikes for me i mean he mm. promised a, a car it hasn't delivered that car he's lost all uh engine um people he can sell his engines to so there's only going to be renault yeah. yeah so there's only going to be renault after 2021 that's that falls at his mm. feet as well so it's not only just how the season's going but they've underperformed they're losing to the team that they sell engines to uh they're going to have no engines to sell to anyone there's no team wants them uh, after 2021 and then they're doing these shonky break bias things is costing them points Mm. and now they're even further behind mclaren and i yeah would the break bias thing make that much of a difference like i mean is it going to give them extra positions well it's not during the race like it's, yeah, no, it's, it's probably not. Have like, to be good enough to, yeah, be like exactly. tenth and of a second or something. And they've been doing it their whole whole career. They've been changing brake bias for corners and stuff like that. Like, they they're not, yeah, they're experienced drivers. So I don't know why they had a real need to do it in the first place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, earlier in the season, you could see that Ricardo was just just trying to drive trying to drive the thing like he still was in the Red Bull and trying to trying to outbreak people and he just was nearly hitting people like it was just so bad under brakes but now yeah. he's kind of pulling off the moves that he was in the Red Bull at, at, at Japan it was really mm. really good to, good to watch so maybe their their whole brake system that the, the way they've improved it is built around this brake buy system so if that's the case they're kind of they're going to go backwards in performance as well but that'll be interesting yeah. to see um yeah, but yeah, it, I think. Yeah, go. Sorry. So it's different to Ferrari, or what Ferrari's been accused of, of cheating. I mean, Ferrari is a significant engine power thing, and uh, they've been accused mm. that they're burning the oil. Um, oil, yeah. Yeah, to to gain an advantage and give them extra power. So that, that's different. Like that's gonna make mm. a difference. Whereas the brake bias, whether it's automatic or yeah. manual, I mean, I'm not experienced enough. I don't drive f1 cars so i don't know how much of big of a difference that would make yeah renault are really going to be under pressure for like to make big changes for going forward because like i said they're gonna they've lost their customers and no matter what they say about that that's it's going to be it's going to be a bad thing it's very and bad. you know unless unless they write the ship and get maybe get some different people in with different ideas to push them forward for next season, then I think they're a real doubt for 2021. Without without other other customers, customer teams for the engine, because they're on the teams around them or just below them now with with their disqualification, like for, um, Racing Point, nearly said Force India, and Toro Rosso on that. They they'd be on half the budget. So oh yeah, yeah it's they they there's no way two ways about it that they're underperforming. So. I don't know, just go get rid of Cyril Abed. We'll get some new people in, um, push on with Ocon and Ricardo next year, and try and I don't know get closer to the teams at the front of the pack. And otherwise, if, if they can't do that, then I think they're in danger. Of maybe going out of the sport, sadly. But I hate to see that happen. But yeah, it's a yeah. real possibility. I think that's definitely a watch this space scenario. Mm. Um, so we move on okay, to, move on. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, Mexico and yeah. 
I'm a, I'm a bit up and down about Mexico. I don't mind the track. Uh, it's just this one section of the track that kind of ruins it for me, and I think it ruins it for everyone else, and that's that grandstand section where everyone has to sort of go so slow in there that it spaces all the cars out, um, mm. and then halfway through the, the race, everyone's 20 seconds away from each other, and it doesn't make for great racing. Um but we'll see what happens. I've added an extra DRS zone this weekend. Maybe that'll make a difference. Might keep everyone a bit closer together if they can stay within that one second gap. Um, but what's your thoughts on the Mexico track? Do you do you like the track, or is it is it in that list that you want to see gone? Um. Yeah. Look, it's. I think the last decent race there was maybe 2016. And the cars are a lot different then. Um, they had a lot less downforce, and they were getting, I think, like with the thin air at Mexico, they were getting 370 k's an hour down the straight and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was real, much more of a spectacle then, but now the cars with all the downforce and bigger wings and that, they're a lot more draggy. So, um, I don't really have that differential as a track. And, like you said, the grandstand section. Like you probably understand it from a spectator point of view, having having a having a cool kind of I don't know nearly a football stadium arena mm, thing. Yeah. Like with a track going through it, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it awesome. is really unique. But um, yeah, it, from a spectator view, it's awesome. But it, it does it doesn't allow the cars to get close together before that long straight, unfortunately. Um, and I was watching watch briefly. I think it might have been on the F one. Facebook or something like that. Um, they were playing in the lead up to GPs. They usually play some old school footage or something, and they were playing um, Santa versus Mansell, I think it was in the, in the 80s at Mexico. And they when they didn't have that grandstand, and it was just like a one corner. So I was coming out of that twisty twisty mm. section onto the straight, and it was just kind of like a bend onto the big long straight. Yeah. And I yeah, I reckon that would be pretty sick with the current cars because that would just be it'd be so much overtaking maybe too much overtaking even because <laughs> it'd just be a you know, crazy amount of slipstream and drs involved but um i think it'll shorten the lap time probably to around 50 seconds which they probably wouldn't want either but uh yeah um int- it's interesting for the teams and the cars though because with the high altitude the um I think they've only got like 70% air density compared to what's normal at sea level or whatever. And um, that means like with with the thinner air that the teams can run basically their Monaco spec cars level, like that level of downforce. Yeah. Um, and not have as like the usual drag with it. So they run a really high downforce setup, but then you know, that's offset by the, the thin air. Um, but with the thin air as well, they they um, really struggle to cool down the the car, like the yeah. brakes and the tyres and the engine temps and stuff. So you'll see all that big body work on the car with all the vents and stuff. And um, I'm really expecting Red Bull and Ferrari to be pretty close at this race, but I'm not sure about Mercedes because they've had cooling issues at some Grand Prix already this season, like I think of Austria and... Um, can't remember the other one. It was Austria sticks out as the one that they really underperformed because it was a really hot weekend. Yeah. Um, 
And they just just they just the way they make the body so compact and stuff that's not really efficient at cooling. So unless they've sorted that out, then they might struggle. Um, and McLaren should do well as well because they did really well at Austria when there were similar conditions. So yeah, they're my tips for the weekend anyway. Yeah, they certainly did. And there are people talking about you know Hamilton we can win the title this weekend. Um, I. Like with what you just said, I agree. I can't see that happening because Hamilton has to win and Bottas has to come like sixth or something around there. I'm not 100% sure, but I can't see Hamilton winning the race uh, and Bottas coming sixth. So I don't think he'll he'll win the uh, the title this weekend. Uh, I agree with you. I think Red Bull and um, Ferrari will be pretty close, although Red Bull didn't impress me in Japan um, very much, but saying that, we didn't get to see Verstappen unleash uh, because he was out on the first corner. Um, but, yeah, because of the thin air, they can't follow, and that combined with the grandstand, it does make it, uh, it makes it sort of Monaco-esque, like you said, where qualifying is so important at this race. So, And mm. the Ferrari seem to be the qualifying masters at the moment, providing they actually start when the lights go out. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll see how they go with that this weekend, but uh, it should be an interesting race. Qualifying will be interesting, and, and probably the first few laps, and then I, th- I think it might stretch out. And uh, I don't think we're going to see France-type, you know, outrage at such a boring race. But I can't see it being um, one to go down in the annals of time. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I I hope McLaren do really well because I would like to see them get a podium um, this year. Uh, Carlos Sainz is driving out of his skin, uh, that car certainly. So maybe if a couple of the front runners hit each other at the start, he might be up for a podium or something like that. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a, be pretty um, competitive, but yeah, I'm not sure they'll get quite close enough for a podium but yeah they should be aiming for mid mid top 10 for sure yeah well, I think like we said I think Renault are going to struggle and I I see them as the clear fourth team so I think they'll be yes. they'll be trying to just lock that down maybe try and get that they were pretty close to the Red Bulls um, in Japan or it seemed like that until sort of that last lap um, from Verstappen but yeah, we'll see we'll see how we go I mean they're considering as I said that Renault engine's not that bad that's the that's the funny thing about Renault that Renault engine's pretty good like McLaren has sort of shown that it's just the the car is bad for Renault very bad so we'll see how we yes. go with that yeah mm-hmm. uh, but I'm looking forward to it but um we're fans so we look forward to every F1 weekend really don't we yeah, exactly. You never know. I mean, yeah, you, you can predict all you want, but what's going to happen? Um, and that's why we watch it. So, yeah. Exactly. And we'll move on to uh, race spec esports. And there's been a couple of changes uh, in uh, some of the series and how things are going to run. And we've got a new series. So uh, we'll go into that now and sort of explain it and sort of... Um, share the hype that's sort of surrounding um, especially the F2 series and how the global series is going to be merged into one if you want to explain how that's going to happen and, and when it's all going to kick off uh, yeah sure so um, 
the the global series that we had had running um, uh, for when like when when the series first kicked off, um, it had two separate separate uh, time slots that ran over the weekend. So one ran on uh, on Saturday and one and then the other ran on Sunday. And this was trying trying to provide, I guess, um, or give people a, more more of a choice or variety to race when when they were able to. Um, yeah. So yeah, as the season kind of went on, it, it's it became apparent that um, yeah the numbers were kind kind of dwindling, and those separate time slots weren't really working out. So um, I kind of made a decision to well with um, some some polls and stuff with the existing drivers in the series and their help um, and their responses, feedback and stuff like that. Um, we came to the decision that it'd be better to actually merge the two series and, and start afresh. So um, we've gone with a new time slot on, on Sunday. Um, so that enabled um, the drivers that, that were involved to merge together into one one series and also gives um, us the chance to recruit new drivers for that specific time um, yep. rather than try and offer, you know, multiple multiple leagues at different times. It's just, it's kind of easier in a sense to uh, recruit or advertise a league um, based on one one time and get new drivers in. So, um, yeah, it was a difficult decision. And and to be honest, it was a huge risk. I I thought maybe it would backfire, but what what would have been worse for sure was maybe keeping on going on the path we were um, and have the drivers Kept, keep dwindling and by the end of the season like have barely have enough drivers to put put a race on which would have been um not ideal so that's not uh, something i wanted to risk um so that's why i kind of made that call so we wrapped season one up last last weekend so we had our final races and we um have some had some champions crowned which was it's pretty cool our first race back race back champion yep um, champions, so uh, yeah, and starting fresh this Sunday, so there's no break um, um, between the two seasons, so season two will start on Sunday with, uh, yeah, new drivers um, competing against each other, and it should should be a good show, so we've actually recruited enough drivers to have two tiers on PS4, uh, there's still uh, some seats available, I think there's spots left, so um, I'm, I'm hoping, or I'm pretty confident that those will get filled in the next couple of days before we go racing. And then, likewise on Xbox, um, we would just have the single tier, but there's only two spots left, so that looks pretty much full already. Nice, nice. Um, and PC, um, we probably need need five or six more drives for that one to get that going as well. So, fingers crossed that we can achieve those and. Um, we didn't actually have a PC Global Series running before, so it was a good opportunity to uh, try and get this time around for Season 2. But, um, yeah, still up in the air at this stage. Um, no more in a few days. But So that's the Global Series. That's um, really season good. Two. Yeah, it sounds great. And, yeah, looking forward to it. And you're actually racing yourself, Matt, in PS4, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we'll... Um... We'll do the Elite Series, so I'll commentate on that, and then uh, I will 
plug my PlayStation back into the uh, racing setup and we'll go racing sort of straight after that, about half an hour after that Elite Series finishes. So I'm looking forward to racing in that series as well. Um, but with the vacating of that Saturday morning in Australia time slot, I know it's different around the world, we're going to introduce the F2 Series. So can you tell us a bit more about uh, the F2 Series? Yeah, we did mention it in previous podcasts that it was going to get going and the day has finally come and uh, it should be starting, I believe, next week. Yes, next weekend. Yeah, we did talk about it briefly, I think, in our very first um, podcast episode. But um, so yes, F two Sprint Series is is the uh, official name. So um, the Saturday uh, morning Australian time time slot, um, I guess, was chosen because it's uh, well, it's it's not it's probably maybe not the ideal time slot for us in Australia, but it's it's, it's definitely doable. But um, it also gives a chance for our European drivers um, that we have, which we have quite a lot of, um, to race on their Friday night, um, yep. their time. Also, also American drivers, which is kind of late, late uh, afternoon for them, um, Friday early evening. So yeah, it's kind of friendly for all, I guess three um, time zones. So that was definitely a factor. Um, unfortunately, it's it's. It's basically impossible to please everyone with uh, selecting time to race, and some people missed out and, and stuff like that because of because of that. But uh, yeah, it's, it seems to be um, yeah accessible enough to enough people um, to run those series uh, to run the F two series. Then, mm-hmm. um, so we'll also have uh, after the F two series um, a twenty ten classic car series. So. Uh, they, they'll kind of run, run as back-to-back races and it'll be an hour and a half after the F2 series because the F2 races, because um, we're doing one-shot qualifying and then the 50% feature and sprint races, it's just over an hour, so it's a bit shorter than our usual short qualifying and 50% race, yeah. uh, which is kind of 10 to 15 minutes longer than that, uh, typically, but yeah. Um so yeah, we're just going to have about half hour, twenty five minute break, and then um, do the F ten, F ten, two thousand ten classic car series as well, um, straight after that. So yeah, again, they're basically back to back. So as many people in those um, different times can race, mm-hmm. bit of variety and, and stuff like that. So yeah, they do start next weekend, um, first weekend in November. So it'll be Friday. Friday for um, our American European, um, races, and then which will be our Saturday morning. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Um, had quite a lot of interest in the F2 cars so far. Um, probably a little bit more work to do with the 2010 cars. So, uh, we'll see how we get on. But I'm confident we can we can get something going for both of them. So, yeah, next time I do a podcast, we might. Uh, a quick update for that but yep, yeah certainly. Looking, looking pretty good for now um yeah and that's um that's about it for the leagues but i did want to um give a quick update in general um since last our last podcast um yep we've basically got to a point where um well running race spec um has become like basically too much 
too much for one one person, um, I guess. And I, I got to a point where I made made a decision that it'd probably be best to try and get some more people involved. And um, I have to shout out to all our um, race spec drivers and community for how well that was received and how much interest people showed in helping out. So um, we've made some personnel appointments um, in crucial areas of like running running race spec and yep. um i think that's going to make it's going forward getting more people involved um and yeah and then we'll keep growing i guess so yeah, yeah. The, i won't say the sky's the limit but it's I, I i didn't i always felt maybe we'd get to this point eventually but i didn't really expect it to happen so quickly so yeah it's it's, it's really nice in that sense but um yeah Sounds really good, and uh, yeah. I'm sure everyone will be. Uh, a few people have been appointed already, and and I know that they'll do a great job. And and yeah, with the a bit of the load being taken off you, I can only see it getting uh, getting better and a little bit more efficient, um, probably, mm. uh, in terms of the the different parts of the the wheel, the moving wheel that is Racebeck Esports. There's lots of um, cogs inside that, and uh, the more people we get to help out do those little things the the better it'll be and the smoother everything will go and everything will just be a bit more polished which is fantastic yeah exactly you can yeah there's already lots of different um differences being made in a short period of time so yeah it's good to see you already excellent excellent well we'll move on to our community questions do you want to do sort of two each i think we've got enough in here for two each which oh, is really good sure. uh now We'll go up to the top. Um, uh, there's a Renault one from Jumper Line, but we've already sort of answered that one. <laughs> it's a funny one. So you, you see a pink car flying around the final corner and start finish straight. Immediately ahead, you think that it's Sergio Perez in the Racing Point or the Force India, and you've already tripped yourself up on this during the podcast. <laughs> uh, will it yeah. always and forever yeah. be Force India? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of at the stage where it's kind of fifty-fifty. Sometimes I'm, sometimes I get it right, but yeah, when you when you're really not maybe thinking about it as much, kind of automatically, it's it's a force India, and I did already have that slip of the tongue <laughs> earlier in the podcast. So I, for now, it's still force India. It's getting closer to being a racing point, but I think maybe maybe sometime next season maybe beginning next season or i don't know something like that it, everyone everyone will be more used to it then. did they give an official so, reason why they didn't change the livery or, or they did change a little bit but not away from pink or they just yeah just must be to do with their sponsors isn't it it must be i should look into that it's something i don't know i'd like to find mm-hmm. out i'll i'll dig it out during the week and uh next podcast i'll tell you why they stay they changed their pink. they changed their logo their, their logo became more pink like there yeah 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 i'll, I'll try yeah. and find out and i'll let you know yeah, well, you, you go away and do that research mate we'll i will i will I'll, I'll put some homework in a lot of questions about mixing yeah yeah we'll com- we can combine those all in uh the the racing point question was from cj allen uh by the way i did yeah, right. shout out to cj allen okay so yeah i'll, I'll kind of merge these uh mixture market questions a little bit so sure. um 
Ken Zach's asked, um, has Mick Schumacher got what it takes or is he getting carried by his name? And then Jaden um, Jaden Shack asks, who is going to break... Oh, no, that's a different Schumacher question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it was about Michael Schumacher. Sorry. Uh, amazing Hour asks, will Mick Schumacher be a world champion for Ferrari? And then there's a final one... Let's just rushing some of the other ones. Uh, will it be? Let's yeah. just go with that. Yeah, we'll yeah, go with that. So, so you got the gist of it. Yeah. Um, so I listened this week to uh, the F1 official, the F2, sorry, official podcast, um, where they interview the drivers, and Mick Schumacher was actually on this week, and he's a he's a very serious guy. He's pretty intense. Uh, in terms of is he being carried by his name, I don't think so. Um, anyone who destroys F3 the way he sort of did uh, for a little bit there uh, was going to get an F2 drive. So I think he's 100% in his F2 seat on merit and uh, definitely on his ability, um, whether he had a Schumacher name or not, um, he would be there. Uh, in terms of uh, will he win a world championship, I mean, uh, that's that's pretty hard to tell. I mean, uh, is he as good as his dad? Does not yet. Um, he's very, very young. He's still learning a lot. Uh, we've seen even this year. We've seen Lando, um, Albon, and and Russell sort of improve out of sight. So there is that potential. Um, if I was his manager, I think he should stay in F2 for another year and then come into F1 if there's a position available. Uh, it'd match the 2021 change. Uh, but, of course, if someone's going to offer you a seat in F1, you would take it no matter what. Um, will he go Ferrari straight away? No, I don't think he will. He'll have to go into uh, Racing Point. Uh who, who, no, Racing Point and Mercedes as well. So who will have Ferrari I mean, force engines? India. <laughs> yeah, Force India. Uh, who will have Ferrari engines? Alpha, if they stay, there's rumors they're, they're not going to be around. And Haas, yeah. And Haas. So I uh, can't see me on a Haas, so maybe the Alpha or something else will yeah. change. But Well, the other question the other question was trying to find that I couldn't just say any, was from Zephy. And he said, will Gio or Mick? Uh, as in Giovinazzi or Mick Schumacher, be Leclerc's number two when Vettel retires? Uh, one that, word. That's, Who? Which one? Uh, Giovinazzi. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, the yeah. They both have good and positives and negatives. Um, Ferrari really won an Italian, and that's keeping Giovinazzi in the mix. He needs to what show something. Ricardo? <laughs> semi-Italian yeah like pseudo um, it, I think that the flag next to Giovinazzi's name is the only thing keeping him in the mix at the moment so if he doesn't improve uh, yeah he'll be out the door very yeah, very soon he hasn't had a great year um, he's shown glimpses though he, he's got it there he just um, hasn't been yeah, able to put it all together <laughs> do you think Renault and Racing Points Twitter bans are over since they dobbed on each other, probably. Uh, let's get a serious one we can ask you. All right, yeah, let's let's go with this one. Mitch Mitchell 100, now that three quarters of the season is done, who would you say is the best of the three F2 rookies? 
Albon, Lando, Oof. or Russell? Um, that is a good question, and it's a tough one too because obviously they've all had all in different cars and with different teammates, caliber of teammates as well to compare mm. themselves against. So, um, like you look at someone like George Russell, who, well, he beat the other guys the F2 championship last year. Um, so you'd have to say from that, he's probably the better driver out of the three of them, yeah. but he's in the worst, worst or like, you know. I think he's done outstanding. Yeah, considerably worse car. But yeah, he's clearly done really well, um, despite Kvitsa probably not being up to scratch. Um, but yeah, he's had some really good moments. Really outperformed that McLaren, a couple, oh, McLaren um, Williams a couple of times. Um, Hungary, for example. Mm. It was a really good uh, weekend for him. So um, yeah, I think he, he gets more than a pass mark. It's been really good. Lando Norris... Also very good. Had some excellent drives. Quite unlucky on some occasions. Spa, um, the heartbreak there when he was P5. Yeah. yeah. And his engine died. That's, yeah, crazy bad luck. But, um, and, but again, compared to science, he's probably, um, the science is probably better, better driver than, um, yeah, Kubica, science... it's fair to say. Yeah. And then, um, again, Verstappen is another level up. For, to compare Albon with, so yeah, it's very difficult. I'd I'd say all three of them have, have performed well. I would probably have to go with Russell, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, yeah, I think I agree. I agree. A couple of, a couple of times he's um, been yeah, just quietly done on done really well in the Williams, but like yeah, the car's terrible. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, um, that's it. I mean, if you're just gonna go on driving he's driven that car well above mm. par and uh lando yeah, is yeah. slightly behind science but science is a, is a brilliant race race day driver as well and um albon you know he's a he's hard to compare because he's had to drive that Rosso, and when he was in Rosso, i thought he was doing great as well and then he's he's yeah, in a whole yeah. different car so he sort of had t- He's sort of done like the global series he's, he's finished his, yeah, his yeah. championship <laughs> and then he started a new one so um yeah, tough question, tough question. I think um, the best, yeah. I think Russell. And I think, yeah, w- wait till Russell gets in a serious car and then you'll see his true, true potential. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think he's, um, yeah, if he carries on like he is, I think he's nailed him for a Mercedes seat. If yeah. and when one of those open up and then look out like, wow. Yeah, I agree. Be, yeah, he's really good. This is kind of cool, um, a bit left field. Okay. So, Golden Alpine. And he says, if you could do one role as part of the pit crew, what would it be? <laughs> I didn't see that one. Uh, one role as part of the pit crew. Mm. Um... So, mechanics or... Uh, well, I guess it's just mechanics, not the guys in the pit wall. Because they're not the pit crew. They're, um, oh, they're okay. I was, I was going to pick strategist. All right. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone would want to be the strategist, sorry. So let's go pit crew. Pit crew. I think crew. it is specifically pit crew. Yeah. Do you want to be the lollipop man or the tire nah, man? Nah, he gets run over. Or... <laughs> um, <laughs> or the um, 
wheel gun guy. I don't know. Do they have nicknames? Uh, I don't know. Now, if you're, <laughs> if, if you're in there, though, I think, I think you want to be on the gun, don't you? Because then you can always just blame the gun. Like, it's not really your fault. It's the gun's fault. Like True. Yeah, yeah if you drop a wheel or something, it's your fault. Yeah, 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 you drop the wheel. Whereas if you're on the gun. Or the yeah. jack. If you drop the car early off the jack without the tires on it. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. Or And um, even if the jack gets stuck, it's still your fault for getting the jack stuck. Like, you know... <laughs> Who, it was a couple of races ago, so it got stuck and they couldn't get it down. Uh, and everyone's sort of looking at the guy. But the the best part about the pit crew is that the cameras come in and put the camera on you when they do an awesome pass or something like that. And you get to like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty we, cool. Yeah. Do we cheer and stuff and uh, make yourself look like oh, an idiot. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or the opposite. Or the opposite when someone crashes out or something. Yeah. You know, and you've got to have your best, your best shocked face. And uh, yeah, hands in hands in your face. Yeah. Some of them, some of them really live it, don't they? I suppose you would like being that you close would. to the team and in it and stuff. Like they're like, yeah, emotion level emotion, really crazy. Like the Ferrari guys winning when they won Monza this year and yep, yep. yeah, some good examples. But um, I think the one I would, I don't know about the one I'd hate, I'd love to do, but the one I'd hate to do, because I I don't know I'm. I'm, I'm bad at under pressure in general, but the guy that would be responsible for um, adjusting the level of downforce on the wings, like tweaking the wing. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that would be so precise, and you'd like only have a certain angle yeah. that you would need to turn the thing. Yeah, turn and it if a you millimeter. Got it wrong, like you, <laughs> you only have like, literally only have two seconds to do it, so it's like, you got to get it right. I was like, yeah, I, su- I suppose just like all of them, if you practice. What about the then. what about the two guys who have to move the um, the hoses that hang down for the the car that's in the pits behind you? So the team that's that's in front of you. There. Oh, he nearly got run oh, over last week. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's any specific person's job. I think that's just like a general job the pit crew do. I'd say so, so but I'm, it just reminded yeah, me yeah. because I'm like, that guy nearly got run over. I think a Mercedes nearly run him. Is it Mercedes? Nearly ran for a Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I definitely want to be, um, if I was in the pit crew, I definitely want to be on the garage side, not the um, pit lane side. Yep, yep. 100%. Less risk of uh, injury. Is that yeah. guy, guy in the Ferrari pit crew broke his leg last, last season? Got run over. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds right. It sounds familiar. Was it? Uh, it was either yeah. last year or 2017, I think. Mean, and uh, yeah, one of the main blokes broke his leg in a pit stop, got hit. Crazy. So yes, yeah, uh, comes comes with its uh, hazards, but I'm sure they get paid handsomely. I'm sure they do. Um, and ironically, Williams are the best pit crew this year. Yeah, Worst car, yeah. best pit crew. Yeah. Well, yeah, they broke the world record. Didn't Done like nine times yeah. in a row or something. Nine times this season, they've been fastest. So, yeah, yeah. good on them. They win something. Oh, well, yeah, I was gonna say they win something. All right. On that um, note, cool. I think we'll finish it up. Uh, keep asking plenty of questions, guys. We love the questions. Uh, if you have any questions about today's podcast or anything about the new series that are going ahead, uh, be sure to jump in the Discord. Join Racevec Esports if you want to join. In on the racing, make sure you fill out the forms, get those in, and we will get you into a seat, hopefully, with one of your favorite teams. Um, but yes, 
Until next time, have a good one, plebs, and I hope you enjoy the Mexican Grand Prix. You too, Matt. Thank you very much. No problems. See you next time, guys.